Um, I think, yeah, I mean, since we're on the Phyrexia, I mean, that, that's, that's what we're doing. Let's, let's talk about that. And I guess just how, you know, yeah, we could say like how magic deals with these big events, um, payoff wise, like how does it, is there a way for them to win in terms of like everyone feels satisfied? What does that story kind of like look like? And have we been burned by the, um, the... Like the big Marvel, Mar- yeah, exactly. As yeah, I, oh, yes, I am down to talk about the Marvel comparison. I, yeah, I'm, I made a tweet on it before about the Marvel comparison, and that, yeah, I, I find it not correctly placed. Well, because even like the setup is still like, I'll, okay, well, let's get into it. Let's sit down and talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. How to get into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unconventional, where we take a step away from uncommon legendary creatures and talk about magic in a more general sense, or even go beyond that and talk about pop culture media as a whole. Uh, I'm your host, Colin. Today, I have the lovely Kuro Hitsuki. How are you doing today? Good. Hello. I'm I'm happy to be here. This is exciting. And uh, Kuro, who are you and, and what do you do? So I am Kurohitsuki. I am a Match of the Gather, uh, Match of the Gathering content creator, uh, mainly focusing on uh, Commander, uh, EDH, uh, over on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, and yeah, uh, former judge, former LGS uh, employee. So I got, I got, I got the different perspectives on things. And uh, yeah, I just really love Commander. Really love Magic. This game is, uh, is just the the pathway to many. Many great times, so agree. Yeah. yeah, there's uh you know, and I've I've been on your stream a couple times. My very first impression of you was a very long time ago. I think it was probably sometime last year or the year before. Uh we both were guests on a stream, and after the stream was done, you're like, Hey, do you want to come on my stream and play more games? And I'm like yeah, this is the first time I've met you, but yeah, let's do it. And sure enough, you're like, cool, just hop on over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to go continue over here, here, and I'll, here's the, yeah, and, and then, and then that was it. And then I, I was like, cool, came back not that long ago, and then I'm coming back later today, as a matter of fact, I believe, if Ooh. I remember my schedule correctly. Uh, if I remember the schedule correctly as well, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> that sounds about right. In about seven hours or so. So yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. uh, it you've you make it uh i love like the presentation on your stream i love your little overlay it is i'm like wow this is like it's all the information you ever need it's colorful it's very specific it's not just you're staring at spell table and obviously like it requires it requires a lot of uh, effort and like obs knowledge of which i am just a noob so I I definitely respect the effort that goes into it. So yeah, and it's always a good time. It's always a good time coming out. Thank and you so much. I, I I that 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 warms my heart to hear. That is that's that's why I do it. You know, I, I like to um just have a make make a good time for everyone, and I'm always having fun. So I hope everyone else is too. 
And uh, speak and and speaking of magic and and everything that we love about magic, you know, some people kind of forget that there's like a story in magic. And uh, every once in a while, you know, I'm not a very big Vorthos lore guy. I know of of many things. I have an approximate knowledge of many story beats, but I do not know uh, the story super uh, deeply. And especially right now when it comes to uh, March of the Machines uh, story beats right now, where, in case anyone didn't know, the Phyrexians have been warming up for a giant invasion on the multiverse, which, by the way... In retrospect, like despite all the hype, was kind of stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. So considering how poorly it worked, uh, it, like it worked out for him on just like every level. Yeah, pretty. That's pretty not great. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. I expected... <laughs> Here's all right. Yeah. Let's 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 just break it down in a little bit, right? So the Phyrexians mm-hmm. originally mm-hmm. come out in the nineties. Uh, of magic lore where they're originally on dominaria and then eventually uh as as like they grow powerful and then they may or may not get defeated and then the oil gets spread card has karn has the oil so he goes over to what was i don't think it was originally named mirrodin i think it was called something argentum Ar- Ar- yeah, yeah so he made argentum yeah, so Right, so Karn Urza does his bullshit as he does, right? As, as he right? always does, yeah, yeah. 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 Urza's yeah. Um, not a good guy. <laughs> no, Urza is. I I will always say Urza is the second worst thing that happened to the multiverse, with with like Yogmoth being the first. Only in like Urza, Urza takes second place only because the Frexians like technically caused him to be this awful, but. He's he's just he's just awful. He's he's terrible, terrible. Um, and so Karn, uh, Urza makes Karn, and he uses uh, a Phyrexian heart, so like the the heart of a uh, Zansha, the sleeper agent, mm-hmm. which was Urza's friend. He uses her heart to power Karn. So that is why there's Phyrexian oil in Karn's core that no one freaking realized because this is just, oops, um. <laughs> So he accidentally drips a little bit of it on the plane that he made of Argentum. Um, and Memnarch gets a little dab of it. And he starts going wacko. And the Frexian oil starts infecting the core of Mirrodin. And uh, yeah, there you go. So yeah. Thanks, Urza. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Urza. It's all your fault, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. then, so fast forward... Where the oil, uh, like, obviously Phyrexians have had their mainstay on Dominaria and had something always continue from that point. And then back on Argentum, and then Mirrodin, and now new Phyrexia. The Phyrexians have been growing in power and influence, crushing the Mirrodins under their heel. And and and, and then eventually, uh, you know, Elish Norn's ego gets the better of herself, and she has this great cool idea of... Wow, what if we, like, invade the multiverse so we can spread uh, my, I mean, our, I mean, uh, the will of New Phyrexia, or whatever, and, uh, and then somehow got the smart idea, instead of waiting and biding their time, like, here's my thought, 
and we'll go into like the comparisons with other media and everything else they had mm-hmm. sleeper agents in uh right like in dominaria for a long time uh-huh and yep. i'm like okay so if you have and, and you're starting to uh like Jin Gataxius on on Kamigawa, Kamigawa like Herbrask obviously wasn't going to be doing anything and um I mean he could have been but you know, yeah Shouldred no, looks like she was the only one who was actually getting stuff ready um and then finally um Vorinclex couldn't be trusted to do any of that cuz he only had one goal anyway and that was getting um like something from the world tree world tree in Kaldheim and so, like, you know, I feel as if they could have started and been like, hmm, you know, there's been some rumblings, and they could have probably played it safe on a few different planes, and then, like, had, like, a two-faced assault from one one side of a plane. But then, like, they're like, but what if we invade all of them simultaneously all at once? And it's, I, and yeah. I look at it as a reverse Avengers endgame situation where rather than everyone shows up from everywhere every you know the enemy is going to show up everywhere and then (laughs) right right right. man everyone's like you know uh, people are laughing they're like on innistrad and ravnica everyone's like how many times do we have to teach you this lesson (laughs) old man as as, like it's like old man shakes uh at like fists at the sky right it's just like innistrad's just like i don't know who you are this or is, what you're here for <laughs> listen this is the this is the you know they did, okay first level their own plane they have to deal with zombies and scabs and vampires and other crazy yep. stuff like in the forest and all that and they're like man we're tired of that second level and i've accidentally did this the other day where i was like it's it's the Phyrexians. No, wait, sorry, I meant the Eldrazi because we had this very right, similar yeah, situation yeah. a few years ago. <laughs> yep. They're like, then the freaking tentacle monster came out of the sky and started making people crazy, and then right. and then the Phyrexians showed up, and he was like, you know what? Fuck all that. <laughs> Fuck all of that. Rip this. Rip the, a hole in the ground. Bring on some lightning, and let's just have another day, another Tuesday. So you know, it's it. On some level, like, there's some planes that are, like, not prepared for it, but they still beat them back because they're like, now nah, fuck all that. Uh, New Capenna literally was like, he came to the wrong neighborhood, whipped out a gun. <laughs> I was, oh, God, I have, uh, uh <laughs> the, mm, it's, <laughs> it's so weird. Okay, my, I, my only issue, only issue with the Capenna thing is just that, like, by sheer size of, so, okay, I would like to understand what the plan was, J- and like for for all the multiverse, like like I mean, you you were talking about like they had sleeper agents, right? Like Dominaria, like the bastion of like we know what Phyrexians are, we do not like them, um, like and and we've been we've we've known how to like fight them for a long time. Some of our the like races on our planet are specifically made to fight Phyrexians, because that's just... Because Urza, thanks. Um, So, like, them, of all people, are slowly being sleeper-agented out of, you know, like, I mean, multiple kingdoms and civilizations falling and everything by Phyrexian sleeper-agents. You know, Shieldred was there, and, like, no one knew. And, you know, 
like for them to do that to the one plane that you know i mean they they should know right like they've had so, they've had history and there's still right. like cabals and cults that are uh, yeah it, yeah you know? And and like so, it's still like for them to go that deep. And I mean, you know, Shieldred's apparently a good general. I mean, like she she did work, you know. And I I really liked the lead up to this whole thing of just like the Frexians, you know, like we first seen Vorinclex out of nowhere, and like what's he there for? Oh, he stole some sap from the World Tree to like do something. Like oh, like that's pretty exciting. What's that gonna lead? Is it Frexian gods? Uh, Frexian World Tree? Like what's going on? And then we see Jinkataxis, you know, on, on Kamigawa. It's just like, I've, I, I'm melding spirit stuff with um, Phyrex, uh, Phyresis. Why is that important? Well, turns out this Planeswalker spark is tied to their soul, which is not something that we've really had before. We'll, we'll have to talk about that. Um, and it's like, okay, like, the Phyrexians are doing things. They are infiltrating. They're sending their leaders to other planes to do these covert operations while no one, you know, knows about them and, like, gaining, like, the power of different aspects of the multiverse. That's freaking cool. And then, uh, Urubrask is, like, you know, beaten up and defeated and it's just, like, there's something on Capenna that, like, can actually fight against Elish Norn. And we're like, what is it? Like, what could it possibly be? That's super cool. I can't wait to see what Urubrask, you know, comes up with, right? Mm. And then Shieldred, it's just, like, Holy crap, Dominaria, like, the center of the multiverse, the, the, the one place that Phyrexia always wanted to conquer, is kicking ass. She is murdering, like, she's, she, she won, as, as far as I'm concerned. She won on Dominaria. She, she, you know, stops the alliances from forming, takes and... The, takes the weather light at, like, the actual Takes bullshit. the weather light. Oh my gosh, I mean, like, just, just a couple of stories that we got about just the different places on Dominaria falling, you know? It's just, like, you know, the, the weather light story started with, like, yeah, we've had to, like, put the scraps of, like, Phyrexian uh, aerial units on the weather light in order to, like, not get shot down all the time it's just like damn that's stupid um but also just like you well you've been in like the thick of it for months like that's not a decision that you just make yeah out out of the blue yeah right out of the blue it's a long a very well like not necessarily a well thought out decision but it was definitely a decision that had to be made yeah desperation um like there's and here's the thing right if we kind of look mm-hmm. at the grand scheme of things, like, and I'm thinking in my personal back of my head, I'm thinking about like over a decade of 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 story beats that we've been hitting. Um, we, you know, we in the forefront, we are aware of like the Eldrazi. We're aware of the Phyrexians. Nicobolus is doing something, and maybe very mm-hmm. minorly, some key players like for whatever reason, Tezzeret still hanging around. Um, yeah and all this other he's stuff. the tool everyone's so, tool yeah so while we're dealing with like a plane by plane situation where either like it's a small scale thing isolated to it specifically or there's something or someone there's like then there's the outside plane influence of someone pulling some strings to get something done like getting mm-hmm. for bolus it was getting the planner bridge and then um and the Nah- Nah- um nahiri's bring in um um, Ember cool to Innistrad just for right. just for just for shits and giggles, just, right? Literally just to be <laughs> that bitch, yeah. And then and then and then we are aware that the Frexians are still existing, 
but we're not entirely sure of, of, of exactly like what is what is going right. on. Right? Are and they then, still just contained to Mirrodin? You know, that's and all then, you we know, thought about. Tezzeret couldn't just like keep it in his pants. He just had to keep going. He's like, "Well, Bowles is done. I wonder what the Phyrexians are doing." And it's like, <laughs> "Why did you? Why? If you literally did not, honestly, if anything, we just need to blame Tezzeret for everything." Even like even yeah. for Nakiri, like he had some, he somehow yes. had something to do with it. Just probably, trust, just trust me on that one. Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> probably, probably. But he playing a bridge to the Emrakul over somehow. I'm sure. But we we've had <laughs> over a decade plus of story beats of like uh, an, either like an introduction or a continuation of villains, and then mm-hmm. after everything, like we literally went from War of the Spark into. Uh, Okay, so now we're going to talk about the Phyrexians, and that was at the start of, like, 2021, when that started happening. So we've had two years, roughly, of of Phyrexian story beats, starting with, like, Tezzeret being like, Alright, uh, I'm using the Planner Bridge to bring the Praetors to different planes, and we're like, come on, like... Oh, yeah... Okay. <laughs> I mean, like the—I mean, the escalation is there. Like we had Eldritch Moon, which is like, let me take one threat, like one existential threat from one plane to another plane in like, the span yeah, of like, two seconds. Let's, right? like, like, let's let's start with okay. The Eldrazi are a multiversal threat because they're encroaching on planes. It's like okay, um, and then just hot by the way, and then the hot, and then immediately the the gatewatch is like uh we will take two of them out in two sets it's like yeah wait whoa what yeah yeah, in in one block they in one two set block they take out yeah well and i mean oh my god that's right because like the lead up sets right like like tarkir and all that none of that shit like really mattered that was well like well so Because now, because Soren once again had yes. to lose. Oh my god! Shows up, shows yes. up. And he's like, "Oh no, yes. my buddy's dead." That's I guess that's it. Time to go home, boys. And he disappears. And then Sarkhan rewrites history. Which, on one hand, I I don't actually know what that did because Ugin hasn't has only sealed Nicobolus. So like, I don't know. Um, Wait, what do you mean? So, okay, so here's here here's the connective tissue here, right? So mm-hmm. Bolus is a villain. Yeah. So he that guy. he get he gets he gets Tezzeret and Sarkhan on his team until Sarkhan realizes how fucked up he is. Mm-hmm. So then Bolus is doing his thing, and then Sarkhan goes over to Tarkir and is like, Oh, I need to find Ugin, finds the thing, goes through the teleportation goes sent back in time, saves Ugin, mm-hmm. goes back forward in time. And then now Ugin exists. So then Ugin's like, hmm, cool, fucks off, right? So then we fast forward a little bit here. And then Ugin, it, while Nicobolus and Tezzeret are doing their thing and getting the world tree, Ugin is like, or sorry, not the world tree, the, the planet bridge. Uh, yeah. Then Ugin is like on Zendikar and is like, uh, okay, so time to get these guys sealed again. I need to get Soren and Hira together. And Soren's like, yeah, about that. And Ugin's like, what did you do? And Soren's like, whatever, you know, what it doesn't matter. Um, and then kind of during that period, Nihiri is already actually out because Liliana forced Thalia to break the Hell Vault, like, 
just right. a little bit before that. So then Ugin then talks with Jace, and Jace is like, we gotta kill the Eldrazi. And Ugin's like, I don't know about that, fam. And then he fucks off, and then the Gatewatch kills... Um, kills the Eldrazi, like... <laughs> yeah, cool. I, cool story, bro. I like, how Ugin, <laughs> I like how Ugin was just like, uh, nah, bro, you can't do that. And then Jace does an it, and then he's just like, you said things. I couldn't do it. And he's like, no, 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 I said that you... Yeah. Jace couldn't do it, okay? Like, I, you know, I'm still right in a way. It's just and like, then, you can, fuck, and then, gonna, come on. And then, um, and then Nickel Bulls is like, it's time to do the plan where I become the God Pharaoh and I'm super powerful. And he, you know, he beats everyone, sends them across the multiverse. Jace becomes the best version of himself. Still sad about that, how they were kind of wreck on that. Didn't matter. Anyway, mm. moving forward, we go to the War of the Spark, and then Ugin's like, all right, Narset and Sarkhan, we got the we got the plan set in place in uh, the meditation realm, and then uh, Liliana's like, "All right, cool, time to get your shit kicked in by two undead gods," and then they steal Nuka Bolsa Spark, throw him into the meditation realm, and Ugin's like, "And now I have an important part," and seals him there, and is like, "I will now be his warden," and then has done nothing ever since that happened. Um, and then in the background, Tezzer's like, "Cool, so I'm gonna leave and go to the Phyrexians." And, like, that is the connective tissue of, like, what did Sarkhan do? Brought Ugin back to do that part, and now that part's done. But now Tezzerite's still kicking around with the thing. And now he's like, oh no, the Planter Bridge is killing me. Whatever shall I do? Jin's like, yo, dude, do you want a Darksteel Brody, bro? It's, like, the best, bro. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that sounds good. And they got him down, and then he's like... Hey, yeah, about that. Well, we're completing you. He's like, no. So yeah, it's story is, if if you know the connective beats, they're all over the place, and you really have to re-examine every everything because like they will they will literally be like, hey, you remember that set like five years ago? There's this connective tissue here, and it's like, ah, it's confusing. <laughs> I it, it I I actually do like that there is some level of cohesion like I, I know that Tezzeret like uh, Tezzeret is just literally like Saturday morning cartoon villain he shows up way too often a hundred like I will I will never say that he doesn't like every introduction of Tezzeret for some reason just has to talk about his metal arm like just it's just really weird I, I don't know why like it's some sort of weird reveal but um, oh, he's got a unique like, metal arm. Oh, gee, I wonder who. Whoa! It is. This wow, whoop de doo again. I do like that, like you know, Bolas's thing of doing this one. Like, what what can you not do in the multiverse? You can't bring an army from one place to another, or else you know, like that's that's just like not how magic works. Until planeswalkers, they, until they planeswalk. did. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like planeswalkers, planeswalk, and that's it. And then Bolas is just like, okay, well, I'm doing my machinations to get this technology that allows me to do this thing. And this, I mean, and like, it's integral to his plans. His plans will not work without it. It's just, it just really won't. So then that, you know, he gets defeated, but his weapons are still out there. And one of those weapons is this, you know, MacGuffin of like, we're breaking the laws of the universe, the multiverse um to you know bring an army from one place to another i do appreciate how one 
villain's tools or weapons ended up in the hands of another and is still very integral, especially when that thing is, you know, something that's unique, something that breaks the foundational laws of magic, because, I mean, how else would these plots even, like, begin to happen, right? Well, that's the thing, Um, like, they've had to, like, the mending was a reset mm -hmm. because planeswalkers were becoming too powerful, and it's like, well, how do you... How do you, like, get that back on track, right? And, uh, you know, they 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 kind of managed to pull it off by kind of downscaling what Planeswalkers could do. Right. Oh, yeah, God, they had to, right? Because, I mean, Karn just made Argentum, right? And we can't just, can't just have that let's happening just, uh, all the let's time. Let's just snap my fingers and remake the plane again, you know? It's like, eh, no, let's not do that. <laughs> Right, right, right. So, I mean, like, I, you know, it's th- th- these story beats are sometimes cool. They, they, they do, they do work in some ways. I think the biggest issue with these stories is the payoff at the end um, of of it all. Like, they do a lot of really cool setup, right? Like the War of the Spark. The setup was cool. This constant fight against trying to prevent Bolas from popping off before he just pops off anyway you know was cool it was it was interesting to see especially because it was like the first time you really saw something like that um and but like the ending you know the books being really weird oh, don't even get me started. ending in one set like we, we don't have to dive into too much of like the books up but like just just being weird like just just still just weird for how the set is ending like they try to add all these characters in it and I, I think, like, you know, I mean, like, it was really cool to see have as many planeswalkers in the set, you know, uncommons and rares now and mythics, all that. Like, that was cool. You know, I felt that thematically felt good, but, you know, probably just needed to be more than just one set. You know, it's just, just like, you don't get the full time to really get this payoff at the end. And even then, it still has to be like, well, Bolas is still really around somewhere. Liliana did all this, like, you know, I mean, was the Dreadhorde general, but, like, it's fine. It's, like, it's just fine at the end of the day. Um, three people died. <laughs> okay, that's got one, one of them, one of them died, well, actually, yeah, no, one of them died in the trailer. Right, you know, off-screen, right, and it's like, okay. A, and didn't get a Planeswalker card. Right, then, or any art or anything, right. And then, you know, the, 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 once again, another gruel Planeswalker bites the dust because... They have to kill because... them just as much as like the the white like Paragon planeswalkers. Right, right, right. Have to be the the killer. Yeah, exactly. It's like so. It's the payoff is just what ends up not being great. Um, but and, and I think it's you know the question that we kind of want to start is just like you know is there a way for magic stories to like pay off like what does what does a payoff story in magic look like and i will always fall back on the tarkir block i think the tarkir block was perfect and And, and like and would you say that is the block structure a contributor to its god yes so yeah yes and but like also at the same time like so i i was i was i was uh working at the lgs at the time of Khans and Theros. Yeah. Now, Theros, fantastic. Born of the Gods Journey, 
like mm. markedly not as good. And yes. like I like if if their decision to say like, damn, this is you know same set fatigue. I get that. Like I I would understand in that situation because yeah, born journey just were not as powerful, right? Um, but the story was fine. Like everyone kind of was able to. Pr- Keep track of the story, you know. Well, Elspeth especially yeah, and then like, side. which oh hey, there's there's some connective tissue there. Elspeth and well, mm-hmm. El, Elspeth, period. Right, right, right. You right, know, right, having right. but yeah, that's there's we'll get to that at some point. Yeah, sure. but yeah, so yeah, it you know story beat wise, like flavor wise, great set. Power right, flavor wise depends here and there. And right, it it got it. It was just a like it was stretched. It was it was a, it was a, a bit too stretched um, to to do three blocks, and I and I get that. I I, I understand that, um, and also like from a design perspective, because like let's not pretend that you know it's not like Watsi makes these decisions just because of the lore. It's also because like design space. It's it's a lot easier to do two sets than three sometimes. So I get that. Um, so Theros block original. Yeah, like that that is when the fatigue kind of does set in. But Khan's block, the quintessential, you know, final three set block. Oh my god, it was fantastic. Khan like Khan Khan's was the best. You you have Khan's of Tarkir that sets, you know, just like this world up, and then you go back in time and see how that world came about, which was super cool. And then things get changed, and now you see the world as it is presently after those changes in the second set. It was, like, beautiful, fantastic. The story, pretty straightforward to follow just by looking at the card art and the flavor text and everything. I don't even think there were books for cons. Um, and, but but the stories... No, because no, no, yeah, that, was that, was that was around where Magic's story, I think, really kind of picked up, like... Um... Like the having, narrative within the set, yeah. Having magic story, or because uh, it was called Realms Uncharted, I think around yeah. that time. Uncharted Realms. Uncharted, Uncharted Realms. Realms. Yeah, yeah. Right. And and like, it was a great way for a lot of people to just sit down and just absorb a story, uh, without needing to pick up a book. You can be out on the go, or you could be at home, or do whatever, and like you get the story beats exactly what you needed. Like having OG timeline Tarkir where. Uh, Narset was leading Sarkhan to the to Ugin's Nexus, and then Zergo shows up and Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, please no, don't make me relive this. No, we gotta do we gotta Zergo, go Zergo popped from the bushes and <laughs> Yeah. And then I, I mean hey, look, we still have Narset <laughs> so I guess there's that trade-off because eventually she did I... kind of return to her roots of like the original timeline. <laughs> Uh, n- no, and nah, now Zergo's partnering nah. with Ojutai. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, <laughs> Narsa, I I love Narsa and Light Master. She's my favorite legendary creature. I liked her better then because she was fun. Her, I mean, she was literally funner. She was. Wait, she, she's still broken, huh? She's oh yeah, I mean, she's busted, but also she's just funner. Like she, as a character, she was no, more enjoyable yeah. because she was like. She's the leader of the just guy and like, you know, like, but will stick her tongue out and like, you know, have fun with the like younger students who are like falling asleep during meditation because like, that's what cool leaders do, you know, like she was super cool. And now she's, I mean, like she just, she's not as cool. She just, not only has she really not done anything, but she's just not as fun as she used to be. 
Uh, but anyway, like, regardless, but yeah, like, the cons block in general, and especially because, um, in terms of, like, what a successful story set can look like, you know, that didn't have any books, right? But, like, I had people in the store who really don't care about, you know, the lore, they're, they're not Vorthoses in any regard, but, like, they knew what was going on, because, I mean, it was very apparent on the cards, the stories that were coming out week by week were fantastic. Confall, like I yeah, had everyone was, in the store know about Confall. That, that, that was shit. that was a mm. fucked up situation. Yes, <laughs> Confall was peak magic storytelling. Like I it, personally, I believe that's where like the corner turned in terms of like people really getting like into the lore as well as the game. I oh, had a like, for sure like. I like mm-hmm. I have an appreciation for the old um cons cycle from from that part of magic. Um like even like Dagatar the Adamant. Um Yes. Oh my gosh. Having, yes. Like such a neat ability. Hey wizards, please downshift them to uncommon. Um there's no mm-hmm. way to do it. Tassiger Tassiger by its, himself is like way too strong of a magic card to do that. Um but yeah, like you you get to see we we go to to ground zero and we get to see the consequences of these types of actions. Ugin's yes. ex- revival did have other extraplanar like, implications. Extraplanar implications fine. because that's just Ugin. Like Ugin's a planeswalker. That's just how it works. And right, you know, we finally had like we you know that that ended Nicobolus, but in the meantime, still on a isolated plane standpoint yes, yes and yes we still get to see the super cool awesome partner up of Sorak and Gorklaw just beating up beating people up and like that's mm-hmm. all cool and fine but like it still doesn't change the fact that the entire society was flipped on his head humans became subjugated and enslaved and dragons reign supreme and we are going right. to the we're going to because I think it was like what was it like a thousand not a thousand years but probably like something like that yeah, yeah, the like situation. Like that. yeah, yeah, and yeah. and they're like, "All right, so we are fucked. How are we going to do this?" And then Tassiger is like, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Why are you laughing yeah. like a Soulsborn? <laughs> right, Why are you right, laughing right. like a Soulsborn character?" Patches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you know they they get they get fucked up. Dag, you know, yeah. Dagatar doesn't make it, and and it's just yeah, it's like no Dagatar was already. I thought Rayhan um, was the representative. Rayhan was the representative at the because she was the last of the Abzon, with hence the hence right, the card. right, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah it yeah. was it was you know you Beautiful. get to see the, you get to see the consequences. We mm-hmm. get to eventually see the turnout of it, and it's way worse for everyone involved. And Sarkhan's like, yeah, and I'm like, oh man, Sarkhan, <laughs> I really like you, bro, but like this is kind of fucked up, dude. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that is that is peak magic writing in my opinion where yes it is a strictly isolated thing there's no long-lasting consequences for anyone else because of this as we've had to deal with for like the last few years like the eldrazi breaking free of one plane that's a problem uh bolus bringing an undead army covered with lazatep metal which also by the way hazard now has a lazatep arm and i think that's metal yes that's literally and also metaphorically and 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 then of course like the phyrexians kind of like decide to be like yeah we're gonna invade every-. like you know that's all fine and dandy but we need more things like tarkir 
happening. Mm-hmm. Like the entire right. foundation of like M and Ket, like M and Ket's story is right. like great. yeah, that's another version yeah. of a story where it's like that yeah. has consequences. Um, and then they're and see, all like, and yeah, that was two blocks, right? Like that was a two block structure that worked because one, I don't want to be an Amon Ket for three sets for sure. Right? No, a third one um, would have been but- too much. But that's also like they, they they started doing these stories where like the whole plane is just like one city, yeah. which is a bit weird. Like Ravnica is one city, and we te- we spend our time in the tenth district. But like you know, it's the whole planet is Coruscant. Like it is a city. So like okay, that kind of like tracks. Like you can you can do three sets of uh, Ravnica as we've done twice, three times actually, and like it still feels you know fresh almost every single time because like there's enough content in that world to to carry it on that long um but like 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 Ixalan right it's just one continent um uh um Kaladesh is just one, one city. city right uh uh what were we literally just talking about um What's the thing we were just talking about? Fucking Cal- Kaladesh. Cal- uh... Oh, jeez. Um... See, but oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, they started doing sets with just kind of like, just around like one city. Oh, well, Amonkhet. Amonkhet is just yeah. one city, right? Surrounded and by just and, like, and this deadly and the, desert. And the, and the, yeah, and then luckily, I mean, and also, I mean, I guess kind of opposite that because like Innistrad is also Innistrad's an island as well. Uh, Theros, uh, oh, Zendikar no, is literally like an entire world w- made up. Innistrad, of... Innistrad is, is made a... of several regions, but right? It's right, still right. An but island because they mentioned that it's... there's like trade oh, yeah. with people like across its waters. Wait, what? But, Holy shit! Yeah, um, and then but, like Kaldheim yeah. has different ten different realms, right? Different different realms, right? And and the thing is, but like Kaldheim felt like oh my god, Kaldheim was just one set. Oh my god, one set structure, right? Like Kaldheim is a failure story wise because that's something that could have been two to three sets for sure, right? Because that's literally different realms, um, especially when you know the idea of like Greek uh sorry Norse mythology right it's like when you go to a different realm like you are not it's not just like, like one little they, island they could have done off, you know they could have done what they could have done for that like and I mean this is because this is yeah this is going to the examination of how do we structure story as well as magic card functionality within a one mm. two and three set structure right so call right. time Definitely feels like it could have been two. We could have been introduced with For sure. with uh, Valky slash Tybalt being revealed to be the trickster impersonator god. Right. And then we also have to deal with the fact that there's like an attack and an assault by uh, a Phyrexian Praetor trying to get something from that right. realm. And, right. and then we could have had its version of Ragnarok and all that stuff, so it would have been fine. And then right. we look at something like, I'd say... Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, where like you probably could have split it into two, but I feel as if like because the focus was on the uprising right. being on the forefront while there was the the right the the, plot in the background, it's right. one set structure really does fit with it, and it's also it like a, just a really good set. So right, and it, and it was it was just like it was more of an homage return to set, like because like the storyline didn't almost have like dick all to do with kamigawa it was just the planeswalkers doing their you know setup stuff for the rest of the multiverse well i mean Ka- um, kaito kaito and the emperor had to deal right. with the with 
you know, the 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 Wandering Emperor's spark causing the right. uprising to occur. Sure, right, but like it was still like, oh, you know, how can we uh, the 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 journey to solve the Wandering Spark issue was solved with like this MacGuffin that were you know will lead to the rest of the stuff in the multiverse. And, like, Tamiyo joining in for all that stuff and finding Jenga Taxes, like, that's what the the main Kamigawa story was. It, it focused on the extraplanar consequences um, far more than, like, the set itself, especially for a set that we're returning to after so many years, right? Like, you know, it's not like we're going back to Theros for the 12th time, and therefore you can focus on something else, you know, because we you know, Theros didn't really change. It's like, no, this place has changed... A lot. Um, we should probably talk about this. It's like, um... We don't have time. To to we don't we have, have time. time. <laughs> we don't have time. So, right, like, that's something that could have been, like... Uh, I The one... They did well making it one block. That's That was fine. If it was two for the sake of, like, stretching out the story, just so we can feel nostalgic and, like, really back into Kamigawa and learn about, like, how everything is different, that would have been nice, but not necessary. So, like, I would mark Kamigawa as, like, a successful, like, one-act story block thing. That stands out but in only, comparison. Yes. It was, it's more the exception to the, than the rule. But also, like, it focus, it shows a focus almost entirely on just setting up the multiverse threat and almost not on the plane at all. Okay. Here's... Okay. I just had a wild thought mm-hmm. as we've been going through all this because... I do miss multi-block structures, and Ravnica was kind of um, Ravnica. The return to the return to return to Ravnica was like okay, a reminder return return. of mm-hmm. of that because we dealt with one set of guilds and then we went to the other set of guilds and then we went into um, War of the Spark, which was right. set on Ravnica just because the whole entire setup was there. Um, mm-hmm. So, but at least it was a familiar place, and there were still like some mechanics that reminded you that it was still on Ravnica, on yeah. Ravnica. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like two point five, and still did a. I would still say did a comparatively a much better job than Return to Ravnica, where Dragon's Maze was just not good. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but okay, so. Dragon, no, Dragon's Maze was... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm. And, and, and this eh. March of the Machines right now is like a good indicator of this, right? So we have March of the Machines. And then we have March of the Machines Aftermath, right? As like this weird supplemental, not main set, like booster pack thing. I, I still don't have all the details of it off the top of my head, but it... it we, uh, we, I mean, we don't know yet entirely so like, what we know do, the yeah. We know the Kenrith lords like the kenneth king and queen mm, mm. are dead that was a card that right. they just were like oh also hey by mm-hmm. the way there's gonna be this card we're like hey well what the heck they have like this funky artwork stuff showing maybe if if planeswalkers are losing or maybe not losing uh, i we don't know yeah. yet we're gonna get there yeah eventually. but one of the things that they've been doing is they've been doing jumpstart whether they've been doing jumpstart successfully or not is up for debate that's not for me to decide Correct. but yeah jumpstart has come with a few sets recently, right? And if we're doing mm-hmm. stuff like Aftermath and we're doing stuff like Jumpstart and one block structures sometimes don't feel like they're enough anymore to deal with the story beats and maybe even have some leftover designs and we're putting all these cards in like 
the it's the commander cards, but they're not in the commander decks, but they might find them in like collector yes. decks or whatever. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. if we instead read like either reincorporate what Jumpstart's trying to do and what Aftermath is trying to do and have it as like a mini series supplemental set? Uh, which I don't know how that could be done, like financially or whatever, but at least like it could provide a a last ditch attempt of like hey here's some cards of some characters that did participate in the story didn't fit in the main set won't be in standard but might be able to go into extended formats and commander wink wink not judge and right also round out like the story if mm-hmm. they they mm-hmm. actually do the the follow-up like we didn't need war- the war of the spark books those were terrible <laughs> that, i read well, we i read about mm-hmm, some of the story beats right some of them i think like yeah like yeah uh yeah. like yeah i open on the prologue and the prologue is niv mizzet is ke- keeping a soul in his little soul jar thing as a lich mm-hmm. and he's with ugin and they're having a conversation i couldn't tell you what that conversation was because i could not tell what were the actual differences in the writing between the two of them? Because they felt the same as they were just talking to each other. I'm like, these are just two characters who are functionally the same talking to each other. There's no, like, distinctiveness between the two of them. Like, Ugin does not feel grandiose, disattached, above and beyond whatever niv ego is doing, and niv is an ego dragon stuck in a box, right? But, right. But in- we could instead incorporate story element cards as either like reprints or things that couldn't go into the main mindset like in the main set or like alternate versions of other stuff and then like commander cards and also other cards that were like on the cutting room floor that couldn't make it but so they like threw it in these right but i feel Mm -hmm. like we could always have a aftermath sort of supplemental set which then yeah. goes into the product fatigue, which that's a whole other conversation entirely. Right. But then we could round out the story in like a 1.5 block set and be like, this is the story. You're like, okay, this feels a little more complete. And that, so I, I agree in a, in a, in a way. So like, I mean, obviously, you know, this is, you know, uh, the, before we actually know exactly what aftermath is like. So we'll have to see. Um, but I mean, with what you're saying about like jumpstart and such, I mean, arguably, that is what they're already doing, right? Like, like before, in previous sets, Jumpstart was just like, you know, here's a dog, and he's cute, and here's, like, a couple <laughs> other dog cards, and it's like, whatever, right? It's like, just dogs, and angels, and zombies, and blah. Like, Jumpstart, like, truly was just like, I don't know what magic is, but dog cute, zombie cool, so therefore, like, here's Jumpstart stuff. But you look at Jumpstart, like, the you know, the unique Jumpstart cards from um, March of the Machines, right? And it's specifically, like, Essence of Orthodoxy, a Phyrexian card that has the incubate mechanic and, you know, interdisciplinary mascot, a specific reference to um, um, Strixhaven and everything. Like, this might be the beginning of them using Jumpstart. Uh, Sorok and Gorklaw are the green cards for Jumpstart, right? They're not in the main set, yeah. per se. The jumpstart cards. So arguably, this might be the beginning of them doing that, using jumpstart as that supplementary product. Um, and then also those cards are findable in like the the extra commander cards. Which I mean, yeah, those extra commander cards are absolutely other than you know adding more commander cards into the into the format. 
um, ways for them to keep on telling the story outside of the, you know, 281 cards that are going to be unlimited, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they're already... I think it's clear that they already know that it's hard to tell the story in just the one blocks... Sorry, the the one sets that they're giving us. I feel as if I feel as if the effort that is being done is good because a lot of the writers that they've had coming in recently are just windmill slamming it like amazing yes. work, right? Like mm-hmm, ten mm-hmm. out of ten, amazing writing, love it. Um, it's the actual like story beats that right or or like the pacing of it is yeah the pacing right because you can only do so much right 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 right. like right right, going from going from for example kind of looking back at other magic story stuff going from ixalan which you can have a lot of opinions about ixalan i am a big fan of it setting wise i like a Mm -hmm. lot of the cards i just know like the functionality of like the set in terms of like in a vacuum by itself is apparently not so great it didn't have good playability apparently and Fingers crossed when we go back in the next little bit, we'll we'll kind of rehash all that. But then we go from the, what I consider to be another peak fiction, like good story beats, everything about that was great. Even finding um, Azor and then learning about right. the... Um, the Guild Pact and all the that. The Guild yeah. Pact and everything. Like that, that was great. Fantastic. 10 out of 10. I would recommend anyone go back and read that because... That's just like peak. Also, if you're a fan of like Jason Frasca as like a couple, like I mean, that's, that's what starts, right? That's great. Right. Then we see at the end of it, Jace planeswalking onto the Weatherlight and meeting back up with Gideon and Liliana and being like, mm-hmm. "I didn't die. I'm so happy." We then right. go to Dominaria, and whoa, the story. <laughs> It's just so average in comparison. Yes, incredibly like, average. Like the, any any type of interaction or banter between Liliana and Gideon is good. It's everything else around it, and except maybe yeah. like the 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 Weatherlight New Crew stories, which I would consider to be like the better part That's of fun. that. Because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh hey, it's Slimefoot. He's like, hello, right. I am Slimefoot. <laughs> Right. What's up? And that was more focused on, but in just in a, in a in a slight aside, I am incredibly bored by Dominaria story. Yeah. Um, like the 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 fact that like the Cabal is still a thing, I find like just the most cartoonishly like stupid thing ever. <laughs> it's like screw this you. Plane, get out of here. This, this plane has been through so much, so much, so much, and you're telling me. That's just like there's like just this cabal of just like mono black, just objectively evil people that just want nothing but evil things. And that's like not something that people have just like uh, eliminated. I think the cabal is the, the whack, like the most Saturday morning villain in magic. And I I have no like <laughs> no, no love for just how like stupid it is that they exist. But anyway, it's, that's, it's, that's just it's, like an aside. It's, it's super cartoony. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I just don't want... I and, don't, then, and then Gideon's like, I, I have to man. pick up the evil sword to... Uh... Right, the Dark Blade. Um, which, I mean, like, it's... it's Finding MacGuffins throughout the multiverse to fight multiversal threats is cool. Also, I think Black, that that's Black Blade cool Reforge is just great. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a cool aspect of magic when they actually use the fact that you're a planeswalker and you find different powers throughout the multiverse to 
affect things otherwise. So, like, one of the things about magic, I know, oh God, we're going on like so many tangents, but one of the things about magic that makes it wonderful is that each plane, in and of itself, is a whole world. And they have their own laws and their own abilities and their own just like ways things work, right? And that's wonderful. And, you know, like, like Heliod can't exist on another plane because that's just not how other planes work. Heliod cannot step foot on uh, Ravnica because Ravnica just doesn't believe in gods like that. That's just not how like faith works there. Or, and that's wonderful. Like that that's what makes Theros cool and unique. Um and like and their and their bond with like death and people dying. And if Elspeth died on any other plane, in the, any other plane in the multiverse, she'd just be dead. But because it was Theros and they have this whole afterlife thing, it allowed for like just this special, you know, unique situation to happen. And that's wonderful. I, I think the uniqueness of planes is like quintessential to what makes magic like just one of the things that makes magic great. If yeah, uh, storyline didn't, didn't exist, wise. it wouldn't matter, right? Like oh, right, 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 right. Ta- taking take taking like a um like the, and also I guess kind of in the same line. Like the, the reason like each of the planes that do have gods have their system function yes. completely differently, yes. right? Exactly right. Theros gods are just concepts of thought. And feeling and emotion given form, and they are indestructible unless you killed everyone on Theros, right? Like that, you'd have to go through everyone on Theros to truly kill these gods, unless you know, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> unless right? Like it, it, conceptually, that's how it's supposed to work, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get to um, uh, uh, Almonkhet, right? Those gods are. They have a weird relationship with death, especially after Nicobolas did his bullshit. Those gods do not die. And, and like, like mechanically, right? Like, the cards go to the top of your, like, third from the top of your deck. They'll be back, right? Or back to your hand. They'll be back, but, like, you still did get rid of them, I guess, if you, you know, if so. And you have to prove that you're worthy enough in order for them to attack or block for you, right? Like, you either have to have seven cards in hand, or one or less, or X amount of power, blah, blah, blah. The gods will be there, right? But they won't do anything unless you as a player, as a person, whatever, are proving your worth. And that's cool. You know, that's like, that's their that's their own version of a devotion, right? And then you get to the Kaldheim gods. And, you know, we only had one set with them, so a little unfortunate, but, like, they're killable, like, they, you know, they'll, like, whatever, like, but you can also, like, wield them as a special, like, boon uh, equipment uh, artifact thing, right, that will, uh, imp- like, you as a person, as a warrior fighting against this other uh, planeswalker are getting this grace from the gods, which is a different version of it than all the other gods, um, and, and that's cool in its own right, you know, um, so... Having that uniqueness throughout the planes, and then, you know, when you start bringing those plane, uh, the uniqueness over, right? Like the godsend, um, being something that slays gods, you know, that Elspeth has. It slays gods on Theros, but on other planes, it's kind of just like a cool sword, right? Yeah. Like, it's probably indestructible, but it's really just, it's just kind of weird, you know? She wasn't able to, like, just one-shot every demon, like, it's, it's not the Black Blade, right? Where, like, you know, you, you trip over it, and you 
get your soul sucked in forever. <laughs> oh no! Right? Ah. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just like, but like, if that happened to a you know on Theros, if Heliod tripped over the godsend, fuck. I mean, Heliod might just be gone, right? So it, it's cool when they do play a little bit with um, how special god or you know divinity, whatever thing, bless items uh, work from one plane to a different one, um, and then you turn stuff like that on its head with you know things like the planar bridge right where you're just like it doesn't really matter how death works on innistrad um when mechanized monsters from a different plane that doesn't have any weird relationship with death people just fucking die and that's it i think their spirits just like don't exist or whatever i don't know um but yeah like when you're attacked by metal hordes from beyond the planes and you know you're a, a necromancer on Innistrad and you try to take control of them it just doesn't really work like it kind of works because technically they're kind of alive but they're also kind of not alive so you know when Gissa was just like I'm gonna use these guys you know against them I'm gonna control them like dead zombies if she doesn't focus on them they just fall apart and and, and that's also cool. Weird other weirder interactions. Phyrexian show up on Amoncat, and Amoncat's like, what if we throw Lazatep right. on them? Right. And then they're yeah. like, hmm, I am normal, question mark? This well, is kind of cool. Like, yeah, turns out that the shit didn't work. Oops. Right? Like, ooh. Or, like, <laughs> or and, and then I guess kind of, talk. you know, going back to the March of the Machines, you know. So Zalfir gets brought into back into the main multiverse connection again, now as its right. own dedicated plane space, because to fair, again, f- uh, like over 20 plus year story beat of Teferi that defines him, like his entire existence, because he realized yeah. he made a mistake. He... Mm-hmm. And then also a story beat connection that occurred during uh, Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow because Ren and mm-hmm. Teferi had had that thing where she's like, I need to find a tree. And he's like, cool. Whoops, I fucked up my time thing again. And she's like, cool. Did you know you can like pluck the thread and undo that? He's like, wow, that's so cool. We should learn how I should learn mm-hmm. how to do that. And she's like, cool. And I will learn how to keep doing that, too. And. And then finally, like, the, the payoff sets later, nearly, like, I think a year and a half or nearly two years later, right. Ren's fucking setting herself on fire with the Realm Breaker and is like, right. yo, where my homeboy at? <laughs> Let's go find him. And he's like, <laughs> Let's cool, go find I, got, him. I got an army. He's like, she's like, cool, we kind of need that right now. Yeah, that's Let's, exactly what we need. That's so cool. Let's, Let's displace Phyrexia from the multiverse Swap completely, that, yeah. replace it with Zalfir. Let's have Mirrodin's five sons now. Still be there, yeah. Still be there because I, it's cool. I don't know. I yeah, think that, it wasn't. Cool. Yeah, that that part that part threw me. So like, because it's not the the plane of Newphrexia didn't go. So I mean, there's a difference with. Well, would were the moons completed? No. So no, no. It, but it's just like there's a difference between planes and planets. But like, there's also not a difference between planes and planets. And so, like, the physical plane of um, of New Frexia swapped places, or I guess like the planet did. Right, but like clearly they're still on the plane because the moon, the the suns are still there. Right? I don't know. It's it's just it, it's it's just its thing. I was I was I was taken aback 
personally. Oh, and when then, they're like, the, you know, like and, and, the, the, and, the five suns are in the sky. I'm like, oh, wait, what? So, Why? So, okay. <laughs> Why, I, I, Why I even do that? Let's, let's get, because we're talking about it. Let's get to the big issue. Let's get, let's get to the big issue, the hot, the hot topic button of, mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. Magic Story recently, because we had an Avengers level type thing. Because, okay, yeah, because this is, this is a okay. comparison, right? MCU, yeah. superhero movies, yes. they are a big cultural thing right now yes. in the world. It's for a the cultural last, touchstone. Forever, mm-hmm. you know, it feels like forever, but it started more or less from like 2008 onward. And right. so we have to deal with the fact that, you know, despite the fact that, you know, culture and media and people have existed for millennia at this point, plus where we've had numerous stories like this. And yet, because mm-hmm. it's so popular and so heavily advertised, and they have a Marvel movie coming out like at least once a year, if not two or three, and, and a series yeah. on Disney Plus, that we hit March of the Machines, where Realm Breakers doing its thing, and everyone's all scattered and being invaded. And everyone's like, "Oh, so it's just Avengers Endgame," and it's like, right? But so, <laughs> but it's not so so. My issue, or so, okay, just to talk about this, I am okay with cultural touchstones in a, in a, in a, in a civilization, in a, in a society being the thing that we compare things to, because like, I mean, I I, hating that seems, it's happening right now. Right, 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 right. Like it, and, and that, and that's okay. Like, that's just how life is, right? Like everything will always be like a Star Wars if, you Mm -hmm. know. It's if it involves someone being someone's father and, you know, like a a destiny of some kind. Right. (laughs) Right. And like every every moment ever since, you know, the Lord of the Rings Return of the King came out, every moment where allies come in out of nowhere like that you weren't expecting and they attack from the flank, you know, to, to help save you. It will be like a Lord of the Rings moment, right? Like, because that's, that's just how t- cultural touchstones work, right? We compare everything to these um, uh, icons in our culture because, you know, when you say something like that, when you say, oh, it's like Avengers Endgame, you can it, it is, it is guarantee a that people understand what you mean. It right, is a, right. it is a literary it's a, right. trope. It's literally, at least on TV tropes right now, it's called Gondor Calls mm-hmm. for Aid, and that is... Right, exactly, exactly. That is the beat. That is what it is. Right. Right. And and that's fine. Like, that's just what it is. So, like, hating that, in my opinion, is just, like, not... It's a lesson in futility, right? It, it is just what it is. So, to compare... Now, I take issue with us comparing this to, necessarily, Endgame, only because it means that, like, we, as a culture, haven't found anything else to compare something big too right like something that took multiple stories to come together and culminate into something i mean that's just called a story right but like we still just call all of this end game no matter what because we had like as a culture we haven't made a new version of multiple story threads coming together to equal this actual like big payoff where there's like a big fight and catharsis and all that stuff like war of the spark was end game in my yeah. like War of the Spark was endgame because like literally there's a one singular maniacal villain who Who's te- is who trying ha- who magically teleported an army in. Right. And is trying army. to do the thing. One and there's army. 
Right, one army. And there's one, and it, you know, it's all taking place on you know, one plane, right? Like, it's ending there, and it's but it has um, uh, consequences for the rest of the multiverse slash galaxy, you know, depending on how this fight goes. Um, you're getting allies of your own from multiple parts of the world slash galaxy slash multiverse all coming in to fight, and it's a desperate pitched battle, and, you know, they take down the Big Bad, and the Big Bad has his generals that are doing stuff, and you take them down, and then you take Thanos slash Bolas down, and, like, okay, there's more than enough beats here to say, yeah, this is Endgame. Like, I get it. I get it, right? 100%. That's Endgame. The Phyrexians are not Endgame, or at least... And story-wise, like, they shouldn't be, right? Like, there, there should be enough comparisons between um, Phyrexia and Bolas to make that comparison just, like, impossible. But I think part of the failure of um, the March of the Machines storyline is kind of, like, how we did make Elish Norn the be-all, end-all. Um, well, she versus... also made herself the be-all. Oh, no, 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 well, 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 I mean, Wizards of the Coast, through their story, chose to make her that way. Mm -hmm. But, like, but it, like, like, you know, the cool part about Phyrexia versus Bolas, right? Like, Bolas is one singular maniacal villain who is willing to do whatever he wants um, to get his goals, right? Like, he, he has morality. He just doesn't give a fuck. Right, like, n morality just doesn't mean, and burning down an orphanage means nothing if it means that he can ascend to godhood, right? Mm -hmm. And that's his choice. Um, Emrakul, you know, the Eldrazi, those are existential threats. Those are Galactus situations. They are just natural beings of the multiverse, and, like, forces of nature, and they're a threat to you just because you happen to be there. Sorry, right? And that's its own level of 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 villain, right? There's not a morality with the Eldrazi because what the fuck is our, our morals to you know? Well, beings yeah, like if 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 we're in, if we're playing 3D chess and Nicol Bolas is playing 4D chess, the Eldrazi are playing at least 5D chess. We just don't understand what that means, right? The dimensions of chess that don't exist to us, right? And like incomprehensible, right? And that's what makes the Eldrazi cool. Now. What makes the Phyrexians cool is that they are not, well, were not, one singular person. You know, this version of Phyrexians, obviously. One singular maniacal villain that wanted to, you know, take over the multiverse for their own personal gain and will sacrifice anything for it, right? They were a group of... um representations right like mana influence representations of their 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 purpose like their, their their being the oil is what makes you phyrexian and that oil says like i want to spread that's just what that's just what the oil wants to do right naturally i mean it's obviously artificial but you know it has a life of its own the oil wants to spread and through the different colors of mana, it has manifested in these beings with their own personalities and blah, 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 blah. But what was cool about the Phyrexians from the beginning is that no matter how wacky Jinkataxis wants to be, no matter how much Vorinclex wanted to eat, no matter how um, conniving Shieldred was, 
at the end of the day, they all still want Phyrexia to spread because that is the point of the oil. That is what binds them all together. Um, That's the programming in the oil. Right. And then there's a whole other thing there too. (laughs) Right. So, like, that was what was cool and, and different about, you know, between the Eldrazi and between Bolas and between the Phyrexians. They were a group that was, you know, united in one common cause just going about it in five different directions. But at the end of the day, they would still reach the same goal, right? Ideally, that's how at least it was, at least my interpretation during, like, the Scars block and everything, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And that's what made them cool. Like, that's what made Elish Norn cool. Elish Norn was cool because she was white mana, and, but, like, her existence, right? She gave all of her creatures plus two, plus two, and everyone else minus two, minus two, just because she was there, just because she was present. Her existence as this perver- this Phyrexian perversion of what white mana is, is cool. That's what made her sweet. That's what made us attracted to her, right? Um, and... And and Erebrask, you know, like, it's just like, okay, well, what does the color of freedom... Like, Erebrask could have just been, like, an angry guy. He could have just been Vorinclex, but angry. But instead, they chose to go, like, oh, like, well, the, red the, is passion. Yeah, right? passion not, not yeah, just, freedom of expression. Right. And how does that, like, what is that, like, when it's, con- like, per- perverted by Phyrexia, right? It still wants to be Phyrexian. Erebrask still wants more Phyrexians, right? But his version of it is like you choose to be here right you know that that that's that's just like what made these characters unique and cool different from the other villains um but like they still had this unified goal and my headcanon for the for, for the praetors especially when they were out you know we saw them out on different planes doing different things like when we saw Vorinclex and he's like okay i have the sap of the world tree and he's like Tezzeret, i like mission complete and then Tezzeret pops in grabs him and they like go back to Phyrexia. It's just like, oh my God, like they have a plan, right? They're working together. These generals, these aspects of Phyrexian mana are working together for this unified goal of spreading Phyrexia. That's fucking awesome. That's what they should be doing. It was a really cool, like, oh wait, oh no, what's happening? Right. And, and Norn and Vorinclex are working together just fine because despite their, opinions on like how to go about it they still all see that like probably getting the fuck off of of uh only new phyrexia and spreading throughout the multiverse is kind of just like that be all end all goal right so like that's cool and then jinkataxis right he's willing to you know go into an undercover mission and be on kamigawa and like he's doing he's living his best life you know being a scientist and figuring out how the do X, Y, and Z, you know, there's something that Phyrexia doesn't understand. Spirits. Mirrodin does not have spirits, right? Like, it it, it, it doesn't. Just, like, the laws yeah, of Mirrodin doesn't, doesn't have... an afterlife of some yeah. kind. It just or, doesn't, because or that's mutual, just how the plane works. Or just a mutual existence of naturally occurring spirits. Right, spooky ghosts, and, you know, it's not Ravnica, nor is it Theros, right? It's it's just, it's, or nor is it Amonkhet, right? It just doesn't have them, Right. And that and that's cool in its own right. You know, the limitations of Phyrexia, you know, Jinkus Axis would hate the fact that like he's limited by just one plane of understanding. There's other planes out there, then like let's figure out what makes them special, what makes them tick. The idea that 
Vornklex got the World Tree Sap, I thought it was because they were going to try to make, like, Phyrexian gods, right? Because, well, they, cool. they made the Domini, which was, like, I think the closest thing that we had. But the Domini made themselves, apparently. Yeah, when they were ripping up Mirrodin, they just formed into being. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but... But still, it's just like the the, the initial idea, because I mean, I didn't originally think it's going to be like a world tree sort of thing. I thought, you know, because the, the the Kaldheim gods became gods themselves because of like the world tree stuff, the world tree sap. So I'm like, oh, OK, Vorinclex got the world tree. They're trying to make Phyrexian gods. Cool. Maybe they'll use that to travel throughout the multiverse like the Amenket gods did, right? Like through the portal and all that. Cool. Phyrexian gods sounds awesome. Who doesn't? The Praetors would love to be gods. Why not? Um... And then when Jengataxis is just like, I want to understand spirits. Mirrodin doesn't have spirits. That shit's weird. Let me figure out how to do that so when we invade other planes, we can infect spirits too. Because that other planes seem to have a lot of this stuff. And that's, I don't want to deal with that, right? And that then that's awesome. You know, he does a reality chip, figures it out. Kamigawa being the place to learn this is fantastic. Better than Theros. Because on Theros, gods could figure, you know, see that weird shit's happening and you know intervene but on kamigawa it's just like yeah spirits literally just like live here on the daily and do their own you know weird shit and yeah perfect place for jingataxis to learn about that he's using the specialness of that plane that like you know a, a uniqueness of that plane that no other plane has to figure out something for the benefit of phyrexia and that idea is cool again you know the praetors are working together for this you know secret spec ops mission throughout the multiverse to make sure that they're ready to spread a hundred percent and that was great and they completed the planeswalkers from it wonderful cool like great then you get erobrask right you know the the, the god the black swan of this group and he's just <laughs> like and like he's the first one where it's just like i don't know what you're here for erobrask like i don't get what's going on but Vorinclex, he was there for god sap okay we'll figure out what that god sap is for but like he completed his mission we know it's for something jenga taxes whoa we know what he was there for and he he boy howdy was he uh very successful in that regard cool 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 and then now um Urbrask is just like i fuck bro i uh i'm fucked up i'm like really hurt i'm just trying to rebuild myself there's something here, and I don't know what it is, but I think it'll help. And then we, like, kind of not really get an answer. We don't get an answer from Urabrask, that's for sure. We got an answer from the set itself, maybe, mm -hmm. but not from Urabrask himself. And actually, no, we still didn't really get an answer from the set, per se. Like, we, we know it's Halo now, but, like, we didn't really have a reason to believe that Halo well, would... Well, and then... And, and then Do I something guess the multiverse. something about Halo and then something mm -hmm. about Angels had definitely ended up being the contributing factor of something that ended up defeating right. the Phyrexians, at right, least right, right. from like a one-on-one -on -one ground level perspective. And then also, right. you know, Elspeth was actually an Archangel the whole time or something. Sure, sure, sure. But the, but the issue is like, like you know, this is still Urbrask not... Like, Urabrask was the first person to be like, I'm not trying to do this propagation of Phyrexia type thing. You know, it would have been, it would have been better if Urabrask was on New Capenna doing his own thing, going like, oh yeah, like, Phyrexia is going to spread. That's like, I mean, we're still like doing that. That's what we like to do. But like, I'm not going to just convert this whole fucking city 
Instead, I'm going to, like, you know, make my own crime family guild thing, right, that people can join. And when they do, they turn into Phyrexian. You know, so, something like that, where it's just like, this shows how Urbrask is still a Phyrexian, right? Mm-hmm. And still wants to spread, but is doing it, like, his own kind of weird way. And he's like, oh, like, there's this there's this weird, like, fuel on this plane called, like, Halo or some shit. And it's like doesn't really bond with Phyrexians very well. It breaks down all of our machines. I want to, like, figure that out. Or, like, this place has, like, a certain level of freedom that I want to, like, experience for Phyrexia, blah, blah, blah. Like, have his involvement on this plane have something to do with his version of Phyrexia, not just, I want to take down Elish Norn. Mm-hmm. Right? That That's when we started getting to just, like, oh... Elish Norn is Thanos as, like, the titular villain um, instead of Phyrexia is the threat. And and, and that's, you know, that that's, like, I think where the Phyrexia story kind of, like, started to be a bit shaky with uh, with Urbrask's kind of, like, I, I wouldn't even say inclusion. I would say, like, exclusion, as usual. Um, but oh, that, yeah, that's, Ur- that's Urbrask's it, here, too. I'm like, man, even in right. story beats, my boy gets the short end of the stick. Right. Yeah, and he didn't even return to Phyrexia with any fucking information, right? Like he he didn't do it. Like whatever. Anyway, <laughs> right. Like his man, mission was I mean, not. I'm a success. not saying I'm mad, but I'm mad. <laughs> right. I'm livid. Um, like his mission didn't even lead to anything impactful at all. They, he had no reason. To, nothing. Nothing. Anyway. Um. So. And then Shieldred, right? Now, finally, like this Phyrexian invasion is like you know most people know about it. You know, it's really, like, we're about to pop off. There's Phyrexian sleeper agents on Dominaria. The plane, of, like, the, the anti-Phyrexia plane has sleeper agents on it. They've been infiltrated for years and years and years. Entire civilizations are falling apart because they've just been there. And Shieldred has a massive fuck-off army that, like, defeated the Mana Rig and, like, all the Planeswalkers and killed the, you know, d- destroyed the Silex and took Karn. Like, like this is... Like, oh my god, I thought we were going to have, like, another couple sets of, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. just going to pop up and, like, you know, laugh maniacally, and then, like, eventually <laughs> we'll we'll get to New Phyrexia, and then they do an invasion. It's like, no, 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 S.H.I.E.L.D. Shows is up, here shows because... Shows like, Rita Repulsa in the 90s. Right. Like, <laughs> You're like, wow, right. all right. <laughs> yeah, instead of that, it's just like, oh, no, 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 Mordor had that army the whole time. We're in Return of the King, my guy. You didn't know? Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Nah, we're at, we're at Minas Tirith right now. It's like, oh my god. So, like, that, you know, that was really cool to just see, like, oh, wow. Like, it was small story beats, small story beats. They're building up to something. It's like, oh, we're that far along in the plans? Shield was just taking over Dominaria. Like, that's, that's pretty, that's fucking wild, right? So, like, that, that, that's cool, right? I loved, I loved how the ramping up of stakes, um, or at least just, like, the threat level of Phyrexia was oh, brought and, by S.H.I.E.L.D. and then there was a time travel uh, story. <laughs> right, right. Brothers War, like, was really cool. Like, the, the set itself and the story of, like, just the set was cool. Um, but, like, boy howdy, is it just, like, the footiest footnote that was a footnote in, <laughs> um, like, the, the sets that in story beats and everything that it's sandwiched between... Because it just, like, didn't really have anything to do with anything. I mean, fuck, they didn't even... The Silex Blast didn't even do, right? So... Uh, the, the Silex, um... Uh, Elspeth grabbed it. 
Right. And screamed and uh then and left and grew wings. Right. So it's just like, you know, so like right, like Brothers War. I mean, yeah, Jesus. Poor 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 Brothers War. Uh cuz it really just does not. Like people are going to forget about that one. But um I mean, I, so I, it's a cool set though. No, it's a cool set. It's a it's a cool set. The art is really dope as fuck. But like, no, yeah, it just the, like, the super doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I mean, you would hope that. Yeah, whatever, whatever. So, um, yeah, and like, yeah, they do a whole time travel set, but it doesn't Tarkir, right? It doesn't Tarkir where it actually changes anything. Mm-hmm. It just literally Teferi got instructions on here, like here not are even, the, not, here not even are the blueprint. Here are the schematics. Well, yeah, no, not even here are the schematics. Yeah, right. It's just like, how, where's the on button? And it's just like, did you try unplugging and turning it back on? <laughs> no. All right, cool. Be, be, Deuces. Hold on. It. I gotta go back in time. Hey, Urza. Right. Yo, what up? Uh, I need text. Yeah, where's the on switch? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, about that. What? Right. <laughs> what? What do we put the temperature on to warm food up? Like, to, to, to cook chicken? 400? All right, cool. Thanks. Deuces. And that's it, right? Like, so... Brothers War is, is whatever. Um, so uh, then then we get to um, all will be one, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, like we had two back to back um Frexio sets, right? That like this is more or less like a two box structure. Good, thank God, right? Like that. They, obviously, we needed more than just you know one block, right? One one set in this block. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know all will be one. A really good image of just like Frexia is full and complete and they are ready to fuck right and (laughs) and that's great and honestly like i know every set has to have people fighting right on it just to depict like that there's There's some kind of conflict to drive the story right but like man i'm really disappointed that um phyrexia was fighting themselves like that that was that that's disappointing to me um and and like it's just like a normal thing too. Like the Praetors just uh, just don't like each other, I guess. Well, that's and they're that's not always been the impression that I've gotten, and 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 perhaps that's one of the reasons why it was never going to work anyway. Is that it? Because despite despite the whole all will be one attitude, and like right. everyone always had it out for themselves. Everyone right. always had their own idea of like what that meant. Elishnor thought that meant it could be around her. Jin Gataxius thought it would be through technological advancements through his experimentation. Urbras mm-hmm. said, that's all f- stupid. I don't believe in that because then how will we be able to grow and improve? I, mm-hmm. I believe um, Eliana, uh, Defiant Necro, has said that that Shieldred, probably in the grand scheme of things, was the only Praetor that actually had some sort of semblance of keeping the original wording of, like, mm-hmm. Gix and, and, like... Oh, 100%. Frexia. And like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Me. And then Vorinclex was just like, Ungabunga, I don't care, uh, big green right. dumb dude who right. makes beasts. It's like, okay, yeah, that you do you good good job, dude. Keep it up. Right. And then Arabrask is just like I mean I mean they kinda it's like you can join if you want. I think and if you yeah, don't, like that's also like, cool. The mir the Mirans <laughs> are taking siege here. Alright, cool. Are we, gonna bu- are we gonna oh. bug him? No, nah, no. Nah, it's like whatever. They want to live. Like, like he, you know, he's like people have that have the the passion to live can live, and if you have the passion to join us, then you can join us. Like, and and like, fine, you know, that's it's a bit it's a bit weird. My my issue is that like, 
it's not, I mean, would I prefer, you know, if, like, the Praetors were just, like, all in one big house? Like, they're just five siblings in one house where, like, the parents are gone. And, you know, like, Elish Norn's just like, I'm the oldest or whatever. It's like, you guys gotta listen to me and blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. like, like, but at the end of the day, like, there's still family. At the end of the day, there's still Phyrexia and they still want to spread. And, like, if you killed Urabrask, the, like, the, the breakdown in, like, production isn't worth it. You know, if you if you killed Shieldred, other Thanes are just not worth working with because they all suck in comparison. Yeah. If you killed Borenklex, you just don't want to work with Glissa because she's the she'd be the next in line, but she's not like you know a, a true Frexian. Yeah, it's like the the entirety of it. Like the it, it's the absurdity of it is that you could almost see you could see New Frexia's destruction like a mile away like, years in the making I, because of their own individual egos. Atraxa as a creation, as, like, a collaborative creation, sans Urabrask, which makes sense because Urabrask be mm. like, no, nah, I'm not into that. But it's just, it it's indicative of, like, it if 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 Atraxa had red, then right. I'd say we'd, we'd be in business because that means all of them put, right. put their the, hand right, in right, the middle right. and they made the effort. But because they mm-hmm. aren't committing to that, that is what is leading to to yeah. To but this like situation. four out of three did though. Like and, and like that. That's that's my thing. Is just like I I had this vision of Phyrexia as being something that was unified, that had a purpose, and that's and like they are antagonists that are honestly going out about their evil ways. Right? Mm-hmm. Bolas ignores. He acknowledges morality and just doesn't care versus like, like it just doesn't weigh anything versus his well, own he's, vanity he's above it right 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 or you know he he yeah ab- above it in terms of like i acknowledge this existence and i'm better than it the eldrazi don't acknowledge it because why like what what right like they 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 are a force of nature again right they don't acknowledge like morality and like their choices they are literally just doing what they do because that is their that is that's just what they're supposed to do they eat planes sorry whether you're there or not that's just what i do my bad um phyrexia was an organization right it was a it was a a faction in the multi, at least in my head canon, it was uh, just coming from scars, right? Yeah, yeah. They were they were a a a race whose goal was to spread, and unfortunately, spreading means that they infest you and everything, right? Like, and I get that you know, the Borg in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but and 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 they have different ways of going about it because by their nature they just bonded with mana mana is throughout the multiverse that's just that's just how it works right and they bonded with mana saying they made five different you know faction leaders right but they're still all phyrexia to the core and i always envisioned them as just like you know this brady bunch house of just a bunch of siblings who were still phyrexia our last name is still yogmoth Right, it's just <laughs> Elish Norn Yogmoth. It's like Urbrask Yogmoth, right? Like that's just how, like, at, at, no matter at the end of the day, at the end of the episode, no matter how much the siblings fought, right? It's just like 
Daddy Yogmoth is still just like, hey, kids, <laughs> you know, get over it, right? And then, like, at you know, that's how the sitcom episode ends. And then the next episode picks up, and Vorinclex wants to, like, you know, eat uh, one of Shieldred's, like, beasts or whatever. And it's just like, God damn it, Urbrask, I hate you. But then by the end of it, it's just like, ah, ah, I can't quit you. You know, something like that, that was at least my, my idea of Phyrexia, because they were this unified all-will-be-one family at the end of the day that was going to attack the multiverse, and that's what makes them different from the singular threat that was Bolas, and that's what makes them different from the nature threat of the Eldrazi. They were that, they, they're that middleman between that. Instead, I mean, I, I, mean I, I don't know if it's like a hindsight thing, you know, 2020, it's like, oh, you can see it coming from a mile away. I could also just see it like their invasion of of uh, Mirrodin, right? They were working together during the invasion of Mirrodin just fine. Like, that, that's, they were doing that perfectly fine. They weren't really fighting each other. They were very much working together. They were like, hey, let's bide our time under this plane, take people one by one, and then attack all at once, and then go claim our own sections, and blah, blah, blah. Like, obviously, they had a unified purpose and goal, you think Vorinclex just wouldn't be off on Mirrodin's jungles eating shit? But here's the thing, and this is this is oh, what does it remind me of? Um, uh, the Castlevania Netflix show. Um, uh, yeah. So here's the thing, right? And I think this mm-hmm. is either something that's indicative of human nature to some degree, regardless of like how you spin the like the the nature of like whatever the Phyrexians are. Like, they're Phyrexians. Mm-hmm. They used to be something or someone. Like, how Urbrask may or may not have been, like, a furnace dragon before he got completed. But, here's mm-hmm. the thing, right? If if we look at an example of what Castle... The, the vampires of Castlevania wanted to do, and probably in a few other stories, but Castlevania is the one I can immediately think of, is, like, mm-hmm. they knew that they wanted to spread their influence. And in theory, if mm-hmm. given it enough time, they could, in fact, probably have enslaved humanity and, and subjugated them in such a way that they could just basically have just giant blood farms, right? Right. But everyone had different goals of how to achieve that. And some people are like, well, the means of which we currently have is sufficient enough for our like lifestyle. So if we aggressively go beyond our reach which the Frexians ended up doing because of elish norn's ego like they were reaching the absolute limits of what mirrodin or new phyrexia as a plane had to offer right like the right. fact that they physically integrated the realm yeah. breaker into yeah. every section of it and like right. the mirrodins are already on their last legs anyway right so right so Obviously, the next step is once they learn of the multiverse at large, rather than maybe mm-hmm. just like invading one plane at a time, because that at least would have been a good start, because then suddenly you just double in yes. size. <laughs> Correct. But but it's a combination of probably our imagery of that type of villainy. Also history, because like how many empires had risen and fallen because they themselves had attempted to reach beyond what they were physically capable of. So right. if anything, it's just it's it's just it's reflecting human nature, and whether or not that's disappointing as a story beat, it's fine. But like they reached a point where they thought they had reached the limit of what their plane had to offer, and so and they, they thought, arguably did, then yeah. we're then we're good to go. Um, the problem is is that on one hand, several numerous planeswalkers had been there, done that. 
they're like, we've dealt with this before. So we, we, the, the methods may change and involve the time travel story. And then also being temporally displaced. People were getting completed at random, whether people were aware of it or not, like having mm-hmm. a Johnny be taken, Tamio be taken, uh, mm-hmm. Luca being Luca, um, <laughs> you know, dumbass. like, yeah. God, you stupid, you stupid fuck. But like, it's, it's, it, I feel as if, you know, when they sat down, uh, you know, two or three years ago or however, like when they were doing their little storyboard of like, all right, so here's the magic story beats we want to hit and the methods and means of how to achieve it. And whether or not that was inspired by whatever was happening in the world at the meantime, that's neither here right. nor there. Um, and again, like you said, we already hit the end game situation with, Correct. with, uh, War of the Sparks. So, like, this right. is this is something else completely. Um, mm-hmm. But but the thing is, at the end of the day, is is that regardless of if we had time or they had something else they wanted to do or the fact that they had set up the story for a two year period and knew that they had to end it, it just feels like it ended very rapidly uh, right. by going from like all will be one to March of the Machines, March of the Machines aftermath, so on, so on, so on. Like mm-hmm. they had what they had, they did what they set out to do, they. They put it into action, and whether or not we're satisfied with it, like, I feel as if we're in an okay spot. I feel as if that, if you look at just March of the Machines by itself, or, like, All Will Be One and then March of the Machines, like, it feels disappointing, but then you kind of see the lead-up to it, and it gives it a little more credence. But then also the, why were they this dumb trying to put this into action? It's because Phyrexia itself was not unified, and Elishnorn was on her high horse. So that feels like that makes sense and then my only hope is that somehow Urbrask is still kicking with just his limbs being torn off and uh everyone else got theirs because he decided not to fuck around and find out as much <laughs> right well i mean oh well, just in, in in regards to just like i mean Elastorm just got on their high horse i mean if we saw a bit more of their inner thoughts right like if jin gataxis when he was you know converting Tesseret was just like i always felt that this invasion was too grand of a scale or like we're attacking too many places at once right that would show you know like a fracture of unity it's like oh elish norn is choosing to do this invasion um on her own like van like she's taking lead despite um you know when they invaded mirrodin right that was a united effort clearly because it all happened at once versus you know versus, like, some sort of break in the ranks, right? Mm-hmm. They were unified at one point. And then, over time, whether it's just, like, just do the victory, whatever, um, you know, I guess they, they, they split and, you know, whatever, um, and had their own realms and, and their own go- uh, goals. And if it's, like, Elish Norn really wants to push into the multiverse all at once, I'm saying that we should just do one plane. Uh, Shieldred just wants to take Dominaria for the sake of finishing the father of machines plan you know like his his goal having right? and that's why having, see that i think would have been a much right. more significant impact if dominaria yes. actually finally crumbled I mean, well, yeah, I mean yeah any fucking consequence would be nice at this point right but like oh god and, oh god being rid of domin oh that'd be so fucking cool that'd be um, wild. Anyway, that like, would be wild right but like you know if if they showed that shield like the the like shieldred was really just committed to taking Dominaria, which would still be, like, a huge step forward for Frexia, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 
if it's gonna be one plane, like, having it dom- be Dominaria, the center of the multiverse, that's like, like the, one of the biggest, huge. one of the notoriously yeah. biggest planes in the game's right. history. Like that, right? And suddenly, it's not even like their army would grow twice; it'd probably go like two or three times in size. Oh, mo- oh d- 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 yes, yes, right. Like that would be something. That would be impact. Like that would at least show a little bit more of oh, Elish Norn is just being like an asshole like you know just trying to take control of everything and thinking that she can do everything at once right um if jenga tax is just like i just want to build a giant you know multiverse ray that just shoots for ex- like phoresis at a plane and that's just what we do right or or like you know infect the water supply with phoresis and then that's just how we win right if that's how Jin Gataxis said he wanted to do it that would also kind of feed into this whole like oh they're really fractured like they they've gone a bit too far apart in their goal of spreading phyrexia and they're going in too many directions at once if vorenkles is just like well if we just go to each plane one at a time and just infect the apex predator if we just infect coma on kaldheim then we're good then like that's all we got to do we just got to well. fight the biggest beast <laughs> But then, right, right. but then Tyvar and and sure. Finn, yeah, yeah, Finn yeah, yeah, were like, "Nah, fam, yeah, yeah. we got this." Right. But if that's if that's what Vorn Klex's vision was, like he he's just a big dumb brute who just wants to fight the biggest thing. And if we Fre- if we win, if Frexia beats the biggest thing in the jungle of that plane, then that plane will fall into line because that's how Vorn Klex sees the world. Right. If you are the apex predator then everyone is just under you. And if Vorenklex was shown to believe that's how we should invade the rest of the multiverse, that would, like, then I can understand this whole breakdown in the family unit um, a bit more, right? Because at least Vorenklex had his own fucking goals and his own way of doing things, but was just usurped by Elish Norton, right? You know, because of her own vanity. And if Urabrask is just like, I just want to make a giant mecha, I guess. Which, like, I could get behind that. Yeah, sure, right. At least, like, you know, we can understand what Urbrask... Like, how does Urbrask want to actually spread Phyrexia, right? Instead of just taking down Elish Norn, what does Urbrask want? Here's what he does. Oh, I Here's came what he to... <laughs> I came to New Capenna in order to, like make a mechanized Frexian angel bullshit so people can go like, damn, here's, that place, no, like, here's, that looks here's, sweet. Here's, yeah, this is what he does. He goes up, he knocks on the door, he's like, hello, I'm just a humble businessman here to offer you yes, 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 Curtis yes, Jet Wings. Yes, Would you yes. like to fly like yes. me? Here, has some yes. Jet Wings. <laughs> yes, yes, honestly. Like, if he, Erebras door-to-door salesman of Phyrexia, just, like, working on his, like, he, like, the Uber driver, right? He's like, I'm my own boss, right? I'm going to make my own money. I'm gonna, like, this is the hustle grind culture. <laughs> I go up to each person check out, and go, check like, out yo. Check the Sigma grind set yes, here. <laughs> the Sigma Phyrexian furnace grind set of Erebras should have been, look at me. I am Brolic. I am dope. I am cool. I have oh, all hey, these gadgets check, and gizmos. Check, check this out. Do you know? Do you know the Magic Card Hellkite Igniter with that yes. with that furnace dragon artwork where he's got like right. fucking jet wings? Do you know Valstrax from Monster Hunter? That's what you want to be, right? We're like, right, yeah, right. exactly, yes. And, and, <laughs> and for the low, low price of two life, you too, instead of mana, you too 
can become a Phyrexian like me, join my course for only two life per mana tick. Do you want to? You too can become a Sigma <laughs> Alpha uh, a furnace male like me, like like, like Phyrexian. Li listen, you see, you see my siblings over there. You see Elishnorn with her super skinny body and her giant headpiece. You don't want that. Exactly. You see right. Shieldred and she being like, hey, what that Spadusi do? No, you don't want that. Right. We ain't here for that. You want you don't want to be big, dumb Varinclex who's so big he can't go through doorways. I can go through doorways. And you want to exactly. be Mr. Hunchback over by his desk, Jinkataxis? No way. You want to be me. Sleek, exactly. efficient, and super sick furnace exhaust pipes coming out of my back? Yes, yes. <laughs> Do you you don't you don't want to be Chad Vornklex nor Virgin Jinkataxis. You don't want to be like freaking like Stacy Elish Norn Skinny Twig or uh, I don't know big ass <laughs> uh, triple uh, outrageously thick Shieldred, right? <laughs> like you don't want to be either of those people. You want to be me, the 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 true perfect unit of get, a person get on my or level. A <laughs> exactly get on my level and you know and and and, and join join frexia that way right if urbresk had that stated goal versus just making his character i fucking hate elish norn not even how elish norn is going about things it's just i just hate elish norn like that that's that's the breakdown that's where i'm just like not only is this, you know, I'm obviously not how I'm viewing Phyrexia. I view them as a fucking weird family unit that had similar goals. And they did have similar goals during Scars. They did have similar goals. But over time, it has turned into, damn, how do we break Phyrexia down? I, I feel like they started writing the ending, or like, the goal was that Phyrexia would be defeated. And that Elish Norn is the cash cow, so we need to make her the threat so we can have you know god you know uh elspeth fighting elish norn as mm -hmm. the cover art instead of the multiverse versus phyrexia which ideally should be the cover art that's what it should have been but instead it's elspeth versus elish norn and how do we get the phyrexia from scars besieged and new phyrexia how do we get those characters to be but we what we want you know this to be well we have to make elish norn seem you know just be an asshole and be larger than life and be the big be all end all um of phyrexia and once you kill her everything's gone the the my in my my main argument for this i know like obviously it's just like my, my my wishes and hopes and dreams right but my argument for this being something that wasn't necessarily like how Phyrexia during Scars started, like it's not really like the same Phyrexia, is the part of the new lore where, you know, there's like this command function in the oil that, that made Elish Norn the leader. That's that is, I think, probably my biggest gripe, other than just like you know making Elish Norn the be all end all. Like that, that's why everyone's comparing this to Endgame because you made this a singular villain thread. The fact that she was able to change the oil in some way to make it where she is in control is is not right. Yeah, right. Like, like I would have. If it was like, um, 
the setup would have been crazy. Like, I here's the thing, and and maybe it's a place to wrap it up too because this this episode is becoming super yeah. deep for long. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like, here's yeah. the thing, right? So, on some level, if we even if we look a little bit back, right, the existence of Atraxa existing, I think, could have been used a little bit better. But also having uh new capenna drop a building on her is also kind of funny so i kind of let it pass a little bit just because it's funny but um i don't i think it's dumb (laughs) okay fair enough Fair, fair, fair enough fair enough fair enough but rather than having like i thought atraxa could have maybe here here's here's my crazy brain thought because this is not the first time i've talked about the phyrexians i chatted about it with uh praetors for charity um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh sometime last year where i was like a, f- a fitting group yes <laughs> yeah what if because because i thought okay well elishnorn's got that ego and i thought elishnorn would have somehow abandoned her physical body because mm-hmm. she had reached the limits of what she was and instead incorporated her soul into atrax's body so it would have been like elish atraxa or like whatever combination and i'm like that would have felt like a really cool transition point and then she could have been used as like the fight with else with uh uh elspeth alternatively it was literally just the four of them against elish norn that would have felt like a more comparative ending of if we had that trailer of of phyrexians evading everywhere and and elspeth archangel elspeth showing up which i think that that was a good payoff i think Elspeth becoming an archangel in this time of need was like a cool pay uh, a cool payoff, but it would have been Jin and Shieldred and Vorinclex and El and, and Elishnorn fighting against Elspeth, and I think that would have really gone to show like the the actual desperation of the situation and that the four of them were necessary to get like to fight her off rather than like because like Elishnorn like. I mean, yeah, she's not a fighter. Honestly. Like, like she's got a yeah. giant headpiece. Like, if she took it off and right. was, like, pulled off some, like, anime move where she's, like, she throws it as, like, a giant boomerang and, like, <laughs> right, right, with, right, like, right, super right. flashy special effects. Yeah, okay, cool. I, we're, I'm in business. So I'm in behind that. But the fact that it's just 1v1, I'm like, that 1v1, like, sucks completely. Oh, my God. Right, and the story in the 1v1 was just, like, Vorinclex was just sitting there, right? Like, he was literally just standing there while shit was happening, right? Like, in in terms of just, like, I don't feel like this is the right Phyrexia, it's like, yeah, when Elish Norn starts throwing shit at Elspeth, Vorinclex is literally just standing there, not taking part in this battle. I love your idea of just, like, like, Elish Norn's not a fighter. Like, that's just not what she does. She's a 4-7, okay? You can try to attack her, and a billion Phyrexians will jump in a way to protect her, but she's just not the fighter. Elish Norn herself wouldn't have invaded all of Mirrodin successfully, mm-hmm. right? It was Phyrexia, with their five leaders working together to invade Phyrexia, uh, Mirrodin, and make their home. And now when they're trying to invade the multiverse, they still need all five leaders doing X, Y, and Z, their their specialties, to invade the multiverse. Elish Norn is the grand plan maker, sure. Shieldred is apparently a very good general because she fucking took the beat. In my opinion, she just won against Dominaria. Vorinclex, big brolic dude. Like, he, he'll fight the biggest thing, right? 
Um, Jenga Taxes will invent whatever needs to be invented for Phyrexia to win. And Aerobrask will make, like, whatever tool is needed at the time in order for Phyrexia to win. And, like, you're, the idea of just, like, yeah, if, if, if um, Atrexa was made by all five, right, and then, like, you know, and then she's just, like, this, this unified leader, this symbol of... Phyrexia, because remember, like Phyrexia, all Phyrexian cards are monocolor, yes, right? Because Phyrexians don't mix colors unless they're working together to build something, right? Only when the Praetors specifically get together to build something is when you get a multicolor Phyrexia card, and also Mirrodin itself just didn't have multicolor cards, right? Jorkadeen was the only multicolor card in Phyrexia because it's you know, and he's like a symbol of a new age and blah blah blah. So, like. Monocolor stuff is how New Phyrexia was born, and that's how they understand things. But when they work together on something, they make this multicolor thing. And if they all did work together to make Atrexa, obviously that didn't happen because, you know, Atrexa was made for the four-color commander set. Um, <clears throat> but if it was a unified thing, and now Phyrexia has this big five-color angelic figure that Elish Norn became jealous of, Right, because she wants to be like you know the, at least the head of her faction, the religious leader. But obviously, if 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 Atrexa was worked on by all five, Atrexa would be the new mother of machines, and then Elish Norn could be jealous, and Shieldred could like want to usurp her, or Jinkataxis could like not want to be you know someone's underling, you know, told what to invent, and Ourobras could want freedom, and Vorn Clixie be like, I want to fight the biggest thing, and that's our god. You know, our new angel that we made, so, like, I want to use... Like, you know, if they work together on Atrexa, and then their own hubris got in the way and tore down Atrexa, and therefore that led to the fall of Phyrexia, that's more of the, like, you know, the family unit broke down, and that's why Phyrexia broke down sort of story I would prefer, versus what we got, which is just... Shieldred... And Urbrass, two of them hate Elish Norn, the other two like Elish Norn, I guess, or whatever. Elish Norn is just like, I'm actually just like secretly pulling the strings and I change the oil to make it where I'm the, like, I'm the leader and in control of everything. Which no other Phyrexian would, like, stand for, but it's kind of weird that no one noticed, you know, it's, that's, that's what I would have preferred to get this whole, like, analogy of all will be one, but if you have fractured personalities on what one is supposed to mean, then you'll lose. You know, like I, I don't, I don't follow that allegory because that's not how the allegory started. That's yeah, not. It's, that's not how Phyrexia it's, was in, it, it's, in scars. Uh, and and I think I, I think maybe at like the end of the day. I think I think that is like the disappointing thing at the end of it is that like despite the threat that they're meant to present and I think right. maybe you could also say like that, that applies to pretty much everything like the Phyrexians, the Eldrazi, Nicobolus and so on like at the end of the day some type of contrivance happens and yes. and it allows the day to be saved because of like technicalities like Liliana right. managing to be able to tank the the curse of of the contract because good good guy Gideon was there to like just take take it on instead. 
Um, and then she managed to single-handedly turn it around by having Oketra and Bantu shank the ever-loving shit out of Bolas for his spark. Or, you know, I s- like, mm-hmm. Ren, Ren being able to take control of Realm Breaker felt satisfying because of an yes. earlier connective story tissue from and, a and she's a dryad and she's a dryad and you and know it's a tree like i get it yeah like you know that felt itself that felt satisfying because there was still and and the other thing too is and and like and then this is the other thing which goes back into the disappointing part the fact that by having zalfir take and occupy the spot of where argentum slash mirrodin slash phyrexia had occupied that now the quote-unquote signal of the oil is cut off and then everyone, like, shut down. Um, mm-hmm. Like, so what you're telling me is that now Phyrexian oil exists on a multitude of planes that we have and have not seen because of all the battle right. cards that were coming right. out. But right. it essentially doesn't matter now because mm-hmm. the signal's cut off. They literally hit the off switch. Mm-hmm. Or, or, they, right. they, or whatever. And I'm like... That is the one thing where I'm like, that is where my suspension of disbelief is severely being pushed of, like, I, I don't know if I can accept that. And, right. And, honestly, all things considering, I I am more, to maybe to end on a pause note, I am mm-hmm. more entertained and have a certain level of satisfaction over... Um, the the Frexian invasion and march of the machines, then uh the gate watches finish of the Eldrazi and then oh, also like yeah. Bolus's like situation. I feel it is more satisfying to me personally, just because of how everything was set up, compared to like Nickel Bolus's shit, because I was like, that was disappointing to me. I I think that we I, I would like to ask that again in like a year from now because you know, one will have aftermath and like we'll actually see what the aftermath in the multiverse is if mm-hmm. there you know is anything yeah um just to really see because like i as of right now i i hate it I, I mean i certainly hated the ending with the eldrazi just and, and i mainly hated it because um it was like not only was the plan of the the you know the the, the not only did they just do the original Eldrazi plan, which was just make them real, make them weak, and then kill them, which was the original plan that Soren, Ugin, and uh, Nihiri had in the first place, mm-hmm. and it just and it didn't work because they were god level planeswalkers, and it still wasn't enough. But you know, Nissa and just burning them to death is you know whatever, whatever you know. Like other than that, just disappointing loreness of it. I definitely put the Eldrazi ending as like bad like the worst one just because I mean, yeah like yeah for for the option uh, reasons listed above um i currently put new Frexia at second place mm-hmm. um because the contrivances or i no, i don't want to say like the retconning of Frexia, but my understanding of Frexia, and as i say that you know as like this family unit from scars is not the same phyrexia as it is now and i feel is like because they are basically like oil based robots they shouldn't change that much um and uh i i i feel like elish norn was pushed to be the penultimate threat 
um, in order to, again, have just, like, the cover art of Elspeth versus Elish Norn. Um, and I, I feel that that's kind of, like, a a bit of a betrayal of what Phyrexia is supposed to mean. The fact that the oil is not independent on other planes, you know, because you're not connected to it, is, like, that doesn't make any sense, yeah. right? Right? Like, Karn dripped oil from his fucking heart onto Argentum, and it led to all of this. So, like, clearly the oil has its own living essence. If something's infected on another plane, then it should have its own living essence there, too. That's what makes the yeah. oil so I, horrifying. I guess, right? Because, because like, you know, we, we've, we've been telling, uh, like, and maybe this mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. other pop culture stuff looking back at uh having the last of us yeah having the last of us become a tv show right. which i haven't watched and i haven't played the original games because i as i've learned more about the games just less appealing it is to me um because okay. it's just basically a show already without the gameplay elements um right. but having a a an allegory of a real life fungus that can only affect like insects. It can only affect ants. I think cordyceps or something. Yeah, um, cordyceps. Yep. You know, having that have have a real life hive mind fungus infection, like whatever thing you want to like have an allegory mm -hmm. for. Having mm -hmm. having that exist in an oil form in a magic yeah. in a magic magical fantasy thing that is a terrifying mm -hmm. concept. And having them yes. spread out and evolve independently from one another if given the opportunity to do so mm -hmm. like would be really cool and obviously like new phyrexia itself compared to like dominaria phyrexia is obviously very different when given enough time right. to like have its own thing and th and thus having the invasion begin and go across all these planes we have and haven't seen before and having the oil be there somehow to take root is great and I guess the only thing is, like, by having the signal be turned off is, I guess I'm glad it wasn't a multiverse time travel reset thing. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel as if maybe at some point in the future, if they need to turn the switch back on, it exists. But maybe don't do that, wizards, because we need to move on. <laughs> we, we need to move forward. It's just disappointing that, that it just happened to end like that. Yeah, I I I would agree. But now, I guess kind of maybe to actually finally <laughs> actually finally maybe wrap everything up, I am looking forward to kind of having a palette cleanser of Ixalan and Eldrain. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't really want to go back to Eldrain, but I mean, it's like whatever. <laughs> um, it won't be as busted. It won't be the the questing beast part 2. Where it has even more of a wall of text, and you're like, I don't know what this card does. <laughs> you know what I want to see instead, though? Like, I want to see the app, like, I want to see a literal aftermath, right? I want, like, a full other set of just, like, okay, what does Kamigawa look like now? Mm -hmm. What does Ixalan look like now? What does Ravnica look like now? I want to know, like, I want a true full-on aftermath set to know what it's like in the multiverse on these multiple different planes um after this big world-changing thing because like ixalan i mean ixalan got like fucked up and stuff and that's cool i guess 
but like is the next cup like are the next year or five of sets every time we go to a place gonna be after the Phyrexian invasion like this is what we do now you know like are we gonna keep on referencing back to the Phyrexian invasion every time for the next five years because because if we do then obviously that gets annoying right that gets very repetitive and And, oh my um, god like what if what if the portals from realm breaker are still open right or or like what are the what are the consequences no it can't because then it will be connected then it'll still be connected to phyrexia which is in the teferi verse so no I don't know. I, I, oh, I just, oh, it's, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. what are the, you know, what now that they said, oh, we're going to shake things up and something's happening right. with planeswalkers. And it's like, okay. But like, I, I think someone else had a plot point. They're like, so uh, when will planes who now are aware that other planes exist and everyone's kind of becoming in the know now, where does that put planeswalkers in the grand scheme of things if they're still like, they are more or less like the root cause of a lot of these situations just simply by existing? And. You know what does that mean moving forward? I don't know, but I'm I'm looking forward to see what ends up happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward too. I'm just saying I want it to be soon. Like I want it to be now. Now, I, yes. I, I I want I want aftermath to be a full set, not just fifty cards, because it's it's like th- this is such a big change to the multiverse that like it it can't just be fifty cards. And then to go from this to just like fucking Ixalan. Like what? I don't. I don't. We don't know. I, you know what? I don't care. Like I, I, I want. I want to know what's on Ravnica. Like, what? What does that look like? You know, Eldraine. It's like, yeah. I mean, I guess. Like, I want to see what's going on with the Kenrith. But like, I also want to see like how Amonkhet's doing. You know, and I don't want to keep on having especially to reference seeing, especially the March of the seeing, Machines uh, every time. and Hazred as like right, right, pair. right. It's like, yo, what is going on over there? That's kind of sick. But yeah. yeah, they're just trying to survive as usual. But yeah, like that's that's all I, I I so just another thing. So last thing, it's mm. are we gonna have five years of the beginning paragraph of every new set being ever since the Phyrexian invasion or the March of the Machines, blah 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 blah. Or will we just like not Will they just be like, welcome to Ixalan, where we have merfolk and vampires and, and dinosaurs. dinosaurs. And nothing is really new. Like, we're just kind of chilling. Like, we just been, been chilling, you know, it's whatever. We're <laughs> hunting for a city. It's like, are we just going to ignore it? Are we going to be like, and the return to the return to the return of Ravnica and the guild. Oh boy, those Simic, they're being real wacky again. Like, are are we going to ignore the elephants in the multiverse that this shit just happened? Um, or are we going to keep on referencing it? Why can't we just have March of the Machines be a full-on set so that we can wrap up all of this in one neat bow? Mm-hmm. And then the next time we go to Kamigawa, you know, in 12 years... They don't have to say, hey, guys, remember March of the Machines? Yeah, Kamigawa got fucked up. Here's what it looks like. It's just like, okay, well, we already wrapped up on, like, kind of, you know, what happened in uh, Aftermath, because it was a full set. 
And yeah, now Kamigawa is just chilling. It's been a couple of years, and uh, you know, spirits are still doing spooky stuff. Yeah. And, and so yeah, yeah, that that's my only that's that's my biggest, I guess, endpoint. It's just like I I I want to wrap up the entire multiverse's feelings and changes and blah 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 after the biggest invasion ever of all time, ever, ever, ever in one full set versus 50 fucking cards or having to keep on continuously referencing it for the next five years yeah, or ignoring it, which would also be weird. I, I, the only, I guess the only thing we'll have to do is wait to see what ends up happening when we chill out for the next couple sets. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We have to see what the aftermath is like. Uh, but yeah, so that, that is our thoughts and feelings about magic lore the magic story recently and uh for god yeah the, god we went over a lot phyrexians bolus it's it, magic lore is I, I i think a lot uh bigger than than a lot of people realize definitely and uh yeah. vorthos uh, like vorthos heads need a lot more to work with because uh, i feel i feel for them especially after the whole War of the Spark Forsaken thing, because that was just an absolute travesty. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Curl. Uh, in this one, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yes, continue. <laughs> sorry. Um, thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm glad to have thank you, you and I'm glad that we managed, because you know what? I, I love it when people come on and they talk like this for two hours. I know some people are like, I can't listen to a two hour episode. Well, you better make the effort. Cause I love shit like this. this <laughs> I love, I love it when people get to go off. Cause I also like to talk a lot. So I'm glad you were able to bring that energy here. Thank you very much. No, I, I can, I can go off about this stuff all the heck in time. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this episode will be on later in the week. Uh, but uh, you got a stream going on today it's monday um where we'll be throwing throwing slinging spells and and all that other fun stuff later tonight so, all right sounds good i'm very excited for it yeah so you can find curl stuff in the links in the in the uh episode description so uh thank you all for listening to another episode of unconventional and we'll see you on the next one bye